Thanks so much for downloading the Nightcap podcast. We appreciate the support and we'd love to know that you are enjoying the pod. And now you can become a proud member of the Nightcap podcast tribe. Along with our weekly catch-ups and up-and-coming series with more amazing guests, we've created some bespoke Nightcap podcast clothing, which you can get online now. We've teamed up with our friends at T-Mill to create t-shirts and hoodies in various sizes, colours and fits for both men and women. Yeah, we chose T-Mill for several reasons. They make these clothes with 100% natural materials using organic materials that are better for the environment. They use the sun and wind to power the production of these products, plus they they will send you your order in packaging made from plants, not plastics. And the best thing is they look great and they feel great. You can just tell their quality so there's no knockoff merch here. Yeah, it's as simple as this. Go to thenightcap.tmill.com. That's thenightcap.tmill.com to order your Nightcap podcast merch now. Hello and welcome to The Nightcap. It is Wednesday the 23rd of August. Myself and Paul, as always, sat upstairs at Salt having a coffee and a catch-up. All right, buddy? Yeah, not bad. Not bad, yeah. Second week of the two-week hiatus here. Um, yeah, just... yeah. All the staff are off enjoying their enjoying their break. Yeah, lovely. Yeah, and it feels like it's culminating well, like the end of the summer, sort of on the horizon, but also the end of this ridiculous period you've been through of grass-fed opening, pasta book going... You're almost, at, you can must see the finish line now, like the end yeah. of the tunnel, yeah? I just, I feel a bit like I've a bit lost though, because the book, the pasta book is done now, completely mm. done. There's no more I can do. Yep. Even if there is something, it's done. It's sent off to the guys to oh, print. Really? So wow. it's done. Lap of the gods. But yeah, I was saying to, I was saying to Marie, like, because well, we sent it off, we extended it a week and went over and over and over again. And it's been such a big part of like my life for 14 months, like constantly on my mind, even yeah. if I've not been working on it. Yeah. And then, you know, trips and research and development and just constant mm. thought and work at home. Because yeah. um, like, you know, I've written every word, I've done every dish, I've done every part of it. Yeah, that's a in lot. That sense, How many dishes are we talking in the book? Like, about 60. Yes, yeah, so there's a lot. That's, yeah. Because it's all original and it's all, you know, so obviously it takes so long. To yeah, and it's even, you know, spending time developing just the bolognese recipe. Yeah. It's like I've done it thousands of times, yeah, but yeah. I wanted, I've never had a recipe. Yeah, yeah So, I've, sure. you know, I've got it nailed and that was like last summer. Yeah. Got it nailed like with my nostalgia attached to it and the classic attached to it. So it's, you know, yeah, it's a bolognese, but it, it's still, you've got to work on it and get it right yeah, yeah. and make Can sure it works you, for the book. You lifted the lid on that one then? What did you set? What traditions did you settle on with the bolognese? Um, so finishing it with milk. Yeah. Yeah. It. It's not something I grew up with, but I love that. Yeah, it I gives do. it a creaminess without being too fatty. Yeah, it was a revelation to me. I probably only learned that two years ago, three years ago. And yeah. It's such a yeah, difference. Yeah. It's such a difference. It's, it's mad the difference yeah. it makes. The rest was pretty similar. So making the sofrito the classic you know the celery carrot carrot, onion no garlic Uh, i've used it because again that's something that i associate with it and time and then i mean i grew up with it just being beef mince it's got pork in it yeah Yeah. but it's normally well again there's so many different classic recipes but normally pork and veal or pork and beef yeah so i use pork and beef obviously tomato and cooking for a long time there are some classic recipes where it's quite quickly cooked and there's no tomato in yeah, really? wow. but red wine. Um, 
I have yeah. again, not a lot. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and this is this is why so many That's people amazing, go into yeah. arguments about yeah, yeah, dishes yeah, yeah, like yeah. this because yeah. there isn't just one that is the way. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, yeah. there are That's so many nuances. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So there was all this development, and it was a fourteen months. I felt a bit lost and a bit sad when I sent it off. I was like, Yeah, yeah. At the time, you're like, I cannot wait for this to be done. But then you come to the end, you get roast into glasses with it. Like, oh, I missed that book. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. it is. It's it's like when you've you've been obsessed and binged a box set yeah, series, yeah. and then you're like, oh, that was a big part of my life for a week what or two. Yeah, <laughs> what did I do before this? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, on to the next book, I guess. Well, I did the day after start it. Did you? But not start it. I sent a picture to Marie jokingly, just a word document of how to cook fish properly. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, oh, fuck off. No, no. And all I wanted to, because my head's been so busy with it, I just wanted to create a flat plan yeah. of the structure and a lot of the dishes that have just been floating around my head. I needed to dump them off, get them in there. And now it's just really out, just two yeah. pages of, nice. that's the structure of the book. That's what this is going to look like. They're recipes I want, which I'll probably change my mind, but mm. I feel so much better that I've yeah, done that. Yeah, better like brain dump. Yeah. Um, and actually, I suppose, even though it's still loads of legwork, you've got to, work on those recipes to make them yours you've got because you've got a book series you've got a template yeah exactly so that is a big because mm-hmm. now you're just fitting new information into that same sort of like rhetoric and that's that's quite useful exactly just the layout changes a tiny bit yeah. but you yeah. know like the meat book had five sections the pasta has kind of two-ish maybe three yeah. so it will just fit into this will be probably four or five so yeah it's similar format which is nice i can just slot it around right. and tweak it when will you get the first hard copy to- i don't know it'll be soon hopefully they normally send like about four over the publisher has one i have like two so i can advertise here yeah um I don't, yeah i don't know i know last time it i got it kind of august and i'd sent it off late june so maybe September, maybe September-ish, I'll have one or two to have a look at and promote. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Oh, that's exciting, man. I can't wait to see it. Really can't. And all, like we said last week, all of the photos and stuff just look amazing because all those colours and the pasta, it just pops, doesn't it? So yeah. It just works. It's beautiful looking. Yeah, I'm so happy with it. Yeah, it's one of the best things I've ever done, I think. Nice, mate. That's really cool. Uh, on today's podcast, we've got top fives, as always, which is pools uh, around fish and seafood. Uh, we'll talk a bit more about Big Festival, and then Paul went to a few places in London that we'll touch on too. Uh, firstly, wanted to just bring a bit, little bit of positive news that I saw the uh, the caterer mentioning the other day uh, about hotels across the country experiencing post-COVID rebounds. So hotels in both London and all other regions recording an average daily rate growth of 23% wow. during the first half of 2023. And that's compared to 2019, so pre-pandemic levels. So. Yeah. It's a slow burn, but and it's mental that we're still talking about things post pandemic. I know. You still say post COVID, like yeah, yeah. yeah, crazy. But but that's really good because we've we've had to report so much on like things being a bit shit, and especially with staffing and yeah. So that's a really great sign that things it's are good, coming it's back. It's good to hear positive news. Yeah. What was and your it, sense of it since you've been in London a bit more with grass Because obviously, from Salt and this perspective, is very different in a small town. Have you had a greater sense of what things have been like? It's really London? hard to say because it's so different, and where Camden is, it's so so tourist focused yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a um, and I could only go on the information I was being told last year and obviously I was there a lot last year yeah. um, and it appears to me as though the footfall like oh. you know is better yeah, yeah. Um, again that's uh, anecdotal mm-hmm. but you know, I can only go on what I see uh, and apparently the tourists have, have really started coming back because mm-hmm. um, it was quite like this is probably the real 
post-COVID data that we need to be looking at now. Yeah, true. Because yeah. we had that when we reopened after the second lockdown, we reopened in the summer. Yeah. Businesses were crazy. We were busy. And that's not that's not really post COVID, is it? No, that's that the was the day after COVID. Exactly. That's like, you know, that's the hang. You get a hangover the day after you drank, sort of thing. It's like yeah, it's going to take a while. And that lasted until sort of Christmas, really. The buzz again. Opening the sort of summer's great. Everyone, people are happier. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was like Aprilish time. Everywhere opened, it was like boom. Yeah. And then it kind of went down, and everyone's like, oh no, this is what it's like now. But I think that was a yeah lull reaction to that. Mm-hmm. So now. We're what two years since over two years since we reopened, Fuck, yeah. aren't we? You're right, yeah. yeah, yeah. So again, it's like now it's probably more normal. Yeah, things have gone back to normal because even in twenty start of last year, it was still a bit dodgy, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I was just trying. I was thinking of that then when I was reading all this, and some the end of the summer 2021 was the first time that basically everything went back to normal in terms of where you could go and what you could do. Yeah. But there were still restrictions until 2022 about if you tested positive, about what you should do. Yeah, and there was still a lot of like ambiguity, wasn't there? That people not really knowing what the rules were. It was only until, I think it was February or March 2022. So we're only talking about 16, 17 months ago. Yeah. That it was, there was no rules for anything. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's not very long, 17 months. And then there was still after that, although the rules, there was still a little bit of consumer confidence was low. Oh, definitely. Oh, you Uh, still see masks. As well, especially when you go to London and in yeah. Stratford, you know, we get a lot of tourists because it's a small town. Mm. You still see masks everywhere, like a lot more than you used to in general, yeah, yeah. don't you? So yeah. it's still very odd, but yeah, encouraging yeah. for the industry. That's very it cool. is. It's good to hear positive news, yeah. you know, and you know, long may it continue, really. Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, so yeah, you were in London. You've been in London loads. You've been to a couple of places. How did the? You went to Strakers, right? And where else? Yeah, I went there? to Perilla. Perilla, lovely. Yeah, Perilla is great. Yeah, like yeah. Ben is such a good cook. I've wanted to go for ages. He came here to eat first time I met him. It was like 2018 when he filmed Great British Menu. We'd yeah. just got the star. So him and Luke Selby and yeah. Paul Walsh came and had dinner, uh-huh. um, and we went out and had a few drinks on a few nights. Um, and I'd always wanted to go then, but like where it is in London, it's like, it's a bit out of the way of the center. Mm. So I was never really in that area. And then I realized a couple of months back, oh, it's not that far from Camden. Yeah. So next time I'm staying over, I'll go. Yeah. Um, wow. What a, what a cool place. And really? it's got that proper neighborhood feel. Oh, Again, you're that. out of London, yeah, real that. buzz. Um, food's great. Small plates. Yeah. And great wine list, the staff are cool, and it's just buzzy vibing. And I love a restaurant that's not silent. I like yeah, a yeah. buzzy vibe. Yeah, you want people an talking. Don't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, you, yeah it was great. You, table for one. Table for your, one. Your yeah, I was supposed to meet uh, a guy I know through Brett actually, a guy called Sam. Okay. Um, and he uh, he couldn't make it. He was flying back from. At Dublin, yeah. and he just couldn't make it. His oh, flight was delayed, mm. and then he he sent me a picture of like some crap takeaway food oh, he picked no. up. So I sent him all these pictures of the food. <laughs> rubbing it, with yeah. yeah. I had to, yeah, to wind him up. But I was like, he was, oh shit, so I'm so sorry. I'll pay cancellation fee. I was like, don't worry, I'll still go anyway. I'm not doing yeah. anything, and don't want to sort of cancel on Ben. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, fair play. I mean, table for one's your ideal night out anyway. So. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it is. It's great, um, but yeah, that kind of kind of restaurant like that, it doesn't matter as much when you're in a really quiet restaurant and you're a table for one. Oh, yeah. you know, I still enjoy like Uber fine dining and stuff, and sure. it's nice. But I'd much prefer to be in that kind of environment. And when you're only one, you feel a 
yeah. bit less sort yeah. of anxious. Yeah. So it's small plates for what, any sta- yeah, standout dishes or little things that you'll think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he did. Um, he did this like grilled monkfish with all these different, uh, with like a sauce of the edge of strawberry and green strawberry, which Ooh, was wow. just beautiful. Like so fresh and moist and mm. like loads of flavour. Just everything was really juicy. Yeah. Um, and then he did a pecana as well. A pecana was lovely. And that was with all different types of fruits and tomatoes. Because mm-hmm. yeah, I, I had a chat with Ben and he was like, oh, we'll just cook for you. I was like, great. Oh, that was it. We had this courgette parmesan tart. Lovely. And oh, it, it was just just beautiful this yeah. tart um real crumbly pastry beautiful courgette puree really rich loads of dressed salad on top and again just fresh flavors really herbaceous um lovely and light but everything just had a real impact yeah, nice. and everything was like kind of food that makes your juices flow yeah yeah great and then dessert just this beautiful like sort of set custard again with strawberries and lovely. you know when ingredients are like in their prime mm. you know i've got nothing against having them twice on a menu like that yeah that's a good that's when a they're good point, served very differently yeah, yeah it was yeah. something we've done here before we do maybe we do some john dory with green strawberries yeah. and then dessert you've got strawberries yeah, with yeah. something and that's again a, you're celebrating it yeah great point i never thought about it like that i guess because for things like that as well the window of when they're at their best is so short you almost want to celebrate them as much as you can so exactly. why not why not use them in multi especially if it's small plates or a tasting menu where you can spread things out a bit yeah um that's awesome that's yeah really cool yeah so no no it's cool and then strikers as, i went strikers which we like spoke about recently night? yeah on the friday because i'd been filming james martin all day on the friday oh, course, yeah. so i had a really late table at perilla i wasn't going back to grass fed i'd been there all day thursday and then formal there's no point going back because it closes at half eight yeah. i had a table at perilla a lot i think quarter past nine mm-hmm. um i got back into london in the late evening and i said well I'll, there's no point going back and yeah, yeah, i'll just yeah. go for dinner Lovely. and then saturday i spent all day at grass fed and then I'd, i booked to go strakers on the saturday night got a table at the counter and we we spoke about strakers a couple of weeks ago because it sort of got into well, it did hot water's harsh isn't it but it was like it was getting sort of reported on by by not no journalists just people about yeah i would tell you how i picked it up oh, did, oh of yeah, course, yeah of course yeah. i did, course I did. <laughs> uh, just basically about having a having lack of diversity in their yeah. staff despite being like eight people so a small sample size but the yeah. fact that they actually do and have another restaurant with loads of different yeah. people from different walks of life and all those sorts of things but um yeah we spoke about it then but it was great i mean and i never went because of that it was on my radar before yeah. and again neighborhood restaurant mm-hmm. lovely buzz tasty looking food i was like yeah it sounds right on my street when i'm in london if i'm on my own or something that's the kind Perfect. of place i want to go yeah so Thought I didn't want it to be like, I'm going there because of that or I'm going there because I've heard of that. Like, I wanted to go f- for the food yeah, and night. Like, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I had a fucking brilliant night. Yeah, food nice. was great. And I put a little video on TikTok about <laughs> it. And for, I'm, I'm going to get shit for this because I know how toxic it is. Yeah. So I'm going to approach this in yeah. a jokey way. Yeah, so nice. I said at the start of the TikTok, like this, this table has been... So this restaurant has uh, had a bit of an unnecessary witch hunt. Um, something to do with diverse, uh, something to do with no diversity. But I, I doubt the dance troupe would even fit in a small restaurant. <laughs> Excellent. Like you know, so if good. I approach it in a way like that, where I'm, I don't need to get into yeah. it. And like, I, like little videos, like I could do videos of the dishes and videos of the kitchen. 
And I still got so much shit. Really? Oh, this is a PR, PR exercise. They've blatantly paid you to come and say this. I was oh like, I God. don't know Thomas. I've never met him. I've never spoke to him. Is- and I wouldn't do that anyway. Oh. Like, as if you, yeah, you, you thought there was something genuinely wrong with the restaurant, but because they paid you to go, you would go and take the money and then you try and persuade and, people that it was I know, and I don't think me. they would do that anyway, especially no. with me having a joke on it. Like, how stupid oh, are you? I don't, I can't believe some people. They're so narrow-minded and stupid when it comes to I this know. stuff. It's fucking. Nuts. And they were like, "Oh right, it is yeah, it is all white there." Like all you saw on camera was four chefs in this tiny kitchen. <laughs> yeah. They didn't see, you know, the the. The, the barman who was brilliant, black barman, and then there was uh, other mixed race people there. And there are lots of women in the front of house and then in their other um, property, a hundred yards away as well. People just, again, just went on this tiny bit of video I'd seen. Oh, that's horrible. It's yeah. It's not fair. And like people were vile. I blocked a few of them so the comments have gone because I've blocked them and they were just vile. Wow. Yeah. It just baffle, baffles me every time. Because the, they, they've like, cottoned onto it. And it, again, it's like this attitude of how, like to me, how dare you go and eat there? We've cancelled it. You should not go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what, what do you mean? Yeah. You've cancelled it because you don't agree with his hiring policies that you know nothing about. Yeah. you know, And you've never been... And yeah, you've never like that's the jo- it's a joke. The ca- that, that cancel culture is like oh, it's awful, and it's so. I think the the thing that pisses me off so much about it is that for every, just say for every hundred people that and I'm, I hate using this phrase, but for every hundred people that supposedly get cancelled, one of them or two of them might be really justified. In yeah, it. might but be that, really bad. That gives everyone a false spirit. Well, we're doing the right thing in cancelling all these people. Yeah, you're getting it wrong more often than you're getting it right. Yeah, and that's horrible. It's like sentence. It's like the whole you know guilty till proven innocent sort of thing. Yeah, it's horrible. We're just getting it wrong. We're getting and what's it so, so wrong. horrible about it again is like let's go. You go back to the root of it, and this it's based on pure assumption. Yeah, pure yeah. assumption. And like, let's talk about this. It's like he put one photo of his chef team, not his whole team, yeah. his chef team. And that's it. Yeah. That is it. Yeah. So ironically, these people are more ignorant than what they are suggesting he is. Mm-hmm. Like it just, and, and, and again, the, the projection of that's my opinion. So Paul, you shouldn't go and eat there. Couldn't give a fuck about your opinion. Yeah. Like, just couldn't. Absolutely nuts. Yeah. I, um, I remember... And I'm oh, sorry. I was like, oh, you fucking Tory boy. Like, fuck <laughs> how, do, how do you know how I vote? I mean, yeah. I haven't voted Tory, but <laughs> I don't need to fucking justify myself to you. And all of that, like, yeah. oh, you, you fat, middle-aged, white Tory boy. Like, all of this shit I was getting. Fuck you chubby-fingered, like... Oh, hang on, you're the abusive cunt here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That like, is- what is wrong with you? It's fucking vile. I, 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 what's going on in their lives as well? Where like that's where they're venting. That's where they're getting their shit off their chest. I mean, I just, what a sad little life, Jane. Exactly. Like, it's literally that, isn't it? It's and even if vote. I did vote Tory, so what? Fuck all to do with you. And you can't base it off just my social profile. Yeah, but, yeah. Or I've gone to one restaurant that you don't like. So all of a sudden, I'm in that camp. I have these opinions and I'm that person. Mm. You know nothing. Yeah. Fucking you know nothing. I know. It scares. It just scares me. I hate yeah. it so much. And fair play to you for like almost because if you bow down to it as well and accept it, it's like yeah, it's part not part of the problem, but it's like nothing will change. But I think exactly. Yeah, I just will never put up with that shit. Yeah, no, fair man. As you but know. how was the food? What was the food? Fucking like? Fucking great. great. Yeah, it was great. So I had um, they they they're a bit of a signature there. Is these little flatbreads mm. they do. 
uh, made with like a sourdough sort of flatbread mix and like they put like a butter in the middle and let it melt. So I had a mussel one and it was stunning. The mussels were delicate. Flatbread was great. Greasy, buttery. Oh, it's delicious. Yeah, that sounds right on my street, that. And then I had had this middle white pork loin like with peppers and um, this lovely dressing. And then grouse, my first grouse of the year. So a whole grouse, like had the hearts on there, liver of all the, uh, sorry, pate of all the livers. Roasted legs. Wow, um, yeah, it was delicious. Treat. That is a treat. That yeah, it was wow. nice. And again, loads of nice seasonal fruits with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, chocolate mousse with pickled gooseberries. And then I had, I was feeling like super fat. So I thought, and then they told me on TikTok it was. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, Your esteem is right. Yeah. 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 Uh, so I was like, fuck it. I love the donuts. <laughs> <laughs> and finished with an old fashioned. So oh, it was yeah. fucking lovely. That sounds fucking bliss. And I was, um, Back in the hotel by like half ten. Oh, beautiful. Like, yeah. That's an ideal night. I'm so jealous of that. Yeah. Do you get to speak to much, many of the guys there? I suppose some chefs, they were busy, you know, yeah. they were, yeah. And I was speaking to one lad. Um, yeah, they, they were like, not that I need to defend them or they need to justify it, but they were like all very happy. Mm. You know, I was speaking to the lad who was on the flatbreads and the pasta section because he was right in front of me. I didn't bother him because they were like super busy. Till the end, I was just chatting to him. And um, he was like, oh, you're a chef, isn't you? He tell, I think the tattoo is give it away. <laughs> and you're a table for one. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> a man who's comfortable as a table for one with a tattoo sleeve. I reckon yeah. you're talking chef. Just food tattoos and yeah. like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and it was his first job as a chef and he's been there since the start and he loved it. Wow. You know, he'd, he went to university... And I think he said he did economics, mm. finished uni, and he was like, I want to work there. And you know, he's a chef. He loves it. Fair play, man. Yeah. That's cool. That's and then really nice. chatting to the other guys, and they were all dead sound. And like from the social media as well, you can see most of them have been there from the start. Yeah, which is always so, a good sign, isn't it? Because it's like, exactly. that's it's, staff it's so busy. And I think yeah. it's been that busy since day one. It's yeah. it's rammed there. Yeah. Constantly. Oh, that's great to hear, despite all that unfair, bad press. It's exactly. Really, really nice to hear that. Um, and how was James Martin? Another James oh, Martin yeah. recording and Juba. After like ten, do you get like a tie or something? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, would you? Is it, how have you done now? There's, it's quite a few. I don't know. It's probably six-ish yeah. or so. Yeah, I mean, I spoke. I love doing it. It's yeah. great. You know, it's just you, it's team. Said of, it's one of the best uh, teams of TV. Guys yeah, his team are brilliant. Yeah. No, they've most of them been with him for years. Like he's great. Anyway, he's a lovely bloke. and He seems uh, like one of those people that's the same on camera as off, which is a bit of a cliche yeah. to say, but he, it does come across that way yeah. on the TV. And he like, you know, TV chefs sometimes, and only celebrities get a bit of shit for like not doing much, but fuck, he works hard, you know. Yeah. He works hard. Really? He's, he never stops. Yeah. Never stops. He's always, if he's not filming something, he's at a demo or he's at one of his restaurants. He is constant. Do you know what? I'm slightly ignorant to how... To his, you know, we talked like we've talked a few times about Gordon Ramsay about the TV versus the fact that he's actually, you know, like a three Michelin star chef sort of thing. What? Where's Jamie? And then the other end of the spectrum is like Jamie Oliver, who's never even been a head chef, but mm. he's a household name. Yeah. Where is James Martin on that spectrum? Like, how far did he go, like away from TV and like? Do you well, know he's he's, he's respected as a chef. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. best place he worked at Waterside Inn. Mm-hmm. So you know, and from that, he's still heavily respected by the Rue family. Yeah, and he's yeah, been a Rue, Rue judge. And he's not a Rue judge because of who he is. Yeah, he would he's, be. be all they, would, they wouldn't do that. They wouldn't just drag in a Jamie Oliver. Skill, yeah. Like, you know, in the reason he gets a lot of, you know, he gets all Paul Lanes with Sat Baines and Claude Bosley and he had like Franson on there recently. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the reason he gets these chefs because he is a good chef. Yeah, yeah. He, he can cook yeah. really well and he's well respected. He knows his food and doesn't fuck about oh, with that's it. That's really cool. You know, yeah, he, like as that. a cook, he's very good. And he does he does do a very good job, I think, at being... Because when I've seen, you know, I, watch, I don't watch it all the time. Like, you know, I've watched it each time you've been on there and stuff. And I think it's really nice how he, even though he, he knows what you're doing. Yeah. And he could, do, do you know what I mean? But he will react to it and talk about it very much from a foodie audience yeah. level. Not from a chef like, um, yeah, I know that. I've seen that. Yeah, like, exactly. He's genuinely he, interested. He'll genuinely like, oh, this is special. You know, you're, he'll really sense how the audience views the food. Yeah. Uh, is the impression I think I that's get. key to the show and it translates and he's like yeah. a middleman. Yeah. If, especially if there's something on there that's a little bit unusual. Yeah. It kind of that middleman to the yeah. uh, viewer. Exactly. Like not, not exactly this, but if, for example, you made like a, you know, aerated chocolate. You're like, oh, we're doing something fancy now, which in his world is not that fancy, but he'll he'll realise that yeah. from an audience point of view, that's and it's that's part of and the And he, he will ask the questions that he knows yeah. that people would be unsure of yeah, there yeah, yeah. that I would miss because it's something you see day to Second day. Second nature to you. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Now, I think that's, it's an underrated part of that job that he's got there and that's probably why it works that shit uh, yeah exactly um, so are you allowed to say what you'd cooked or what yeah yeah so i i cooked basically from grass-fed obviously spoke spoke only about like grass-fed salt and the podcast yeah. Yeah, yeah. um and you know i wanted to cook something from grass-fed again so it's approachable so i did a massive like rib of beef nice. uh, just cooked on the conroe barbecue over coal um, like beef fat dressing showed me how we how we finish all of our beef oh. which he loved yeah um, and, that's and it's quite dead unusual, simple that's not something you'd see on that show all the time that sort of, those sorts of bits those yeah. tips on finishing things and covering it's, it with fat it is and it's like I wanted to show him how like the philosophies of salt are the same at grass fed although the food is completely different mm. But it's all about, you know, great products and adding layers of flavor and skill throughout that to get a great product. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was talking about, you know, we take our meat apart and we render down all our beef at grass-fed, all our beef fat, and then we make a dressing from that to finish every steak. So it's just beautifully roasted, rendered beef fat um, with, you know, finished with like some aromatics of thyme and garlic, passed that out. And then it's a little bit of soy sauce, tiny, tiniest bit of white wine vinegar, just a really simple dressing. Yeah. And you just finish, rather than finishing with pure beef fat, you finish it with that, every steak gets finished with that. So it's adding another layer of beef fat and umami to something yeah. that's already full of flavor. Lovely. Lovely. And did it with a green herb ketchup. Um, and then a little side of charred um, tender stem broccoli with loads of Berkshire cheese on. That was it. Like, yeah. super simple. Wow, that's great. Yeah. And it's great. I mean, you're demonstrating exactly what Grassford does. So that's part of the point. Right? Exactly. And then, yeah, it was on with Levi Roots. What a guy. Oh, wow. Fucking what a I've guy. Yeah. I've never met yeah. him, no. What was he like? Um, oh, he's such a gent. He's yeah. such a nice guy. Really? Yeah, yeah. In real time for you. And so he's just he, a lovely bloke. All his sources and stuff all still going... Yeah, actually, like, so really... one of the guys asked him, because, yeah, they're still going. Yeah. He's still involved with um, Peter Jones. Yeah. Um, and right. actually, yeah, he really wants to come on the pod, track. Levi does. Oh, does he? Yeah, That's cool. Because I spoke to him, I think he'd be great. Yeah, he would. He says, I don't want to talk about, like, Dragon's Den. No, sure. So, no, no, we don't But he, he was, like, one of the sort of earlier biggest success stories of Dragon's Den, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. and he's probably the biggest known yeah, from probably. what... He's almost transcended Dragon's Den. Yeah. Which is almost like... It's like with, like, X Factor and stuff. It's like only very few 
have shaken the coattails of being from X. That's true. Yeah, I mean? and you talk about him. Yeah, and yeah. he does everything. You know, yeah. he's like he's a musician. He's making a film about his life at the moment. Wow. He's Edinburgh Fringe. He's written a play for Edinburgh Fringe, wow. and he makes his sources and he cooks. He's fucking like the guy is busy. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, play. And then I was speaking to him about his sources, and one of the production teams, like, how many have you sold? since is i don't know exactly but i've been told that and they're only small bottles mm. if you piled them up we could go to the moon and back fuck how mega is that that is it's hard to comprehend no, right it's, it's, i mean it's miles worth yeah of, uh, that's fucking but and he said in after the show and when it was launched i mean i was buying it it's nice sauce right yeah. um and he was saying that in tesco and i think maybe sainsbury's he was out selling heinz for most of the year Really? Which, you know, that's fucking... Mega, that is insane. Yeah. yeah. I'd have never have guessed that. I mean, No, I mean, like, how ingrained, like, oh, yeah. tomato ketchup is in our yeah, lives. Exactly. Like, yeah, just out-selling it. it killing it. Fair play. Yeah. What a legend. Yeah, it would be amazing to have him on. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah, we said to him about, like, the podcast. James actually mentioned, he's like, you should go on Paul's podcast. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. I was like, well, we'd, we'd, I said, I know Sai would love to have you on as yeah, well. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Um, and then he was like, yeah, well, I, don't, I don't know. The podcast, like, they just want to talk about Dragon's Den. I said, like, we'll talk about what you want, mate. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, I'd rather talk about my, my culture and my food from my grandma. I was like, yes, so That's way more interesting, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. Dragon's Den, but we know what Dragon's Den is. We know how it yeah. works. It's done. Like yeah, the backstory is always more fun. I think exactly. And what yeah, what a guy. And then uh, Ben Miller was on there as well from ben Miller and Armstrong. Miller and Armstrong. Yeah, yeah. He's writing children's books. Is he? Yeah. He, so yeah, he he did. Um, he's like one of those actor faces that even if you don't know the name Ben Miller, you'd see a, his face. You like oh, oh he's yes, been in everything. Yes, and like exactly. he, he'd have been in like Death in Paradise. He was in. Yeah, he was in the all the Johnny English films. Oh, with Rowan right. Atkinson yeah, as like his right hand man sort of thing yes he was yeah, yeah. yeah. and he's, he's a nice guy um, yeah children's books I was looking at him because with Ethan at the moment Ethan is like, obsessed with reading right no, really. and he's read pretty much every one of David Williams books he'll just smash a novel in a weekend wow Ethan's read more books than I have <laughs> He's six. Yeah, honestly, I ain't joking. Has he wrote as many as you, though? Well, Not no, yet. no. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, and uh, he's almost finished them, and I keep buying him every single one. We go to the uh, Shakespeare Hospice bookstore around there and pick him up, like David Wallen's books when they're in. Oh, and nice. he just smashes them in a couple of days. Yeah, and they're like two, three hundred page books. That's really cool. And... Um, I was like, you need to find another author because you're nearly done. Yeah. So I'll just read them again. <laughs> but I was telling Ben about it because his books are for a similar age group. And he was like, what, six? That's mega. Mm. Um, and then when I, um, when I left, Ben had left before me. He'd signed a book to Ethan, oh. keep up the amazing reading. He'd put it on my bag that's like as a little so gift nice. for Ethan. Yeah, oh, I thought lovely. it was lovely. Like, because I said, oh, my kids would like your books. And he's like, I'll give you one. But yeah. then he'd just gone written that and put it on my bag. That's, I thought, lovely. That's a lovely little gift. Yeah, yeah. that's really sweet. Oh, I, love, I love shit like that. They're a good, see, they're a good, there's all these twats on TikTok. There's good people in the world. That's reassuring, Exactly, right. right. Um, awesome. Wow, we've covered so much ground. We've still yeah. got your top fives to, to do. Oh, shit, yeah. Fuck. It's been all me talking crap this no, week. No, no, it's great. <laughs> it's great. It sort of ebbs and flows, that does. Um, so, yeah, let's round off with some top fives. This week, I challenged Paul with top five sort of seafood or fish dishes but you know whatever yeah. you want to make of it it's your top five this was of, hard yeah because there's a lot of scope again, so hard so i had to trim it down yeah, yeah so i took crustaceans and mollusks off the table oh okay because it was enough. honestly this top five it could it could change tomorrow really oh, and i was changed i've changed it so much even last night 
sat home having a drink and I was like, oh, I'll move that one and then I'll put that in special mention. you know what? It's really funny you say that because I, I, I find myself taking these too seriously. Yeah. To the point where sometimes I go, hey, I've got this number three, but I think number two. And she's like, why do you, why are you getting so... I was like, well, this is my official top five. Like, this is set in yeah. stone forever. Like, this, this shit really matters. serious. Yeah. So I have to caveat that this could, this could change. Okay, cool. Like, so if everyone ever, ever hears me saying that's one of my favourite fish dishes, like, ah, that wasn't in your... <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know, know one to fucking do that. But no, no, sure. Yeah, maybe some, them if they did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe someone on TikTok would call me on it. But um, yeah, so it was hard. I've changed it around loads. And okay. I thought if I... What I was struggling with was like, thinking lobster and scallop and all yeah. these other things and crab. I was like, I need to take them off the table. They're fair almost, enough. you know, in the fish section. In the fish book, they're going to be a separate section. So yeah, that's let's fair. keep it to fish. Yeah, great. I think that's a, re- that's a good decision. Yeah. So sort of special mentions first that wouldn't fit in. Yeah. Um, wing didn't make the list, but what a beautiful underrated fish. I don't think I've ever had. And it makes... It makes one of the best fish and chips, I think, on the bone. I what, think it makes incredible. Just, I think just the way it cooks on the bone, um, if you get it in a lovely light batter, not a thick batter, really crispy, and it just stays really moist on mm. the bone because there's not many fish and chips you would cook on the bone. No, sure. Because it just wouldn't really work. Like something, like flat, some flat would a bit, but this just does. Yeah. And like you can pull pull the sort of meat oh, fibers so satisfying and that. just the batter you're not getting any bone in your mouth and yeah. it just just pulls back it's and even just roasted classically burn on set lemon yeah. parsley beautiful oh man but yeah Lovely. great great fish okay. um and then kind of i've said sushi because i didn't put this in and you know i love sushi mm. sashimi but favorite hangover food it's not a specific fish Right. Yeah, so yeah, sure. that's why it couldn't go in yeah, yeah, no, in that, that way. No, I'm, I'm, I'm that. And then again, um, this was quite high on the top five, and I took it out completely. <laughs> just a, a classic, like just a beautiful chaviche, you know, maybe with sea bass, yeah. loads of lime, loads of salt, uh, but quite a, a short cure, not a longer, yeah. longer cure traditionally. Like I think was it the Mayans who did it traditionally, mm-hmm. originally. Um, a real fresh ceviche. I think because it was a sunny day, it was higher. Yeah, and last night I was at home drinking like a whiskey, ginger, and lime, and, and it was a bit chilly. Yeah, and I was like, that changes. Yeah, that's yeah, that's fair. Yeah, it? it's one you associate with a hot day, maybe a holiday, or perfect. And and the per- a perfect ceviche is just just beautiful. It is. It is a thing like, It almost melts, doesn't it? It's like yeah. But okay, not even in there. Fine. No. So Fine. number five. Here we go. Uh, mackerel. And, you know, I it, it specifically curing, I think it's so underrated as a curing fish. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. that oily, that texture, that flavor. Yeah. Um, cooked is nice. Um, a smoked mackerel pate is nice, but you're tasting it all day. Yeah, that's you, true. You have to accept that. Yeah, do you know what? That's really good. I was maybe too scared to admit this, but I often don't go for fish-based pates. No. Because of that. I don't, it's too overwhelming, like too much. It's like... It's like, lovely. Yeah. And I, if I had just one bit, it'd be nice, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, I'm not, oh, it's lovely. I'm having the rest you on bread. You can smell it a mile off as well. So it's yeah. so powerful. You know, you've tasted it before you've actually tasted it sort of thing. And it can be a bit much, for sure. And I grew up with, you know, those vat-packed, um, you know, the smoked or peppered mackerel yeah, you yeah, get. Yeah, and we'd just have it on a plate, like a fish, like a salad and things. Yeah. And... Um, Again, it was nice, but it was a little bit dry and it was like the smokiness was so overbearing. Yeah, yeah. 
Got so it. like, and then I realized when I started cooking how good mackerel is when it's fresh. Oh, yeah. And it's it? so simple. So simple. You can pull that membrane off that's not the skin, but the membrane, mm-hmm. cure it the way we do it here. Um, it's like mirroring rice wine vinegar and salt. Cure, pull the membrane off, just cut the bones out, put it back together, and it's just delicious. Yeah, and yeah. so much you can do with it that way. Absolutely. I, well, I learned several techniques with you up here when we did our day together. Oh, we did mackerel, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. And it was just, and I went, you know, even pop into Waitrose to the fish counter and stuff like that. It's one of the cheapest fish. Yeah. Like the value for money for what you get, and it's so simple. It's just like, mm. and good for you. It's sort of Venn diagram ticks so many boxes. As it really fish, does. It? Yeah. And it can work in, again, the best restaurants. Yeah. And then there's a mackerel I saw in uh, California and you can't really get it much over here. It's Spanish mackerel. It's the same, but like on steroids, it's fucking huge, huge, almost like sea trout kind of size. And it was just stunning. It blew my mind. Yeah. Yeah, But you get the same texture, you get beautiful cure from it. And it's the only fish I've ever fished as well, mackerel. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's one of the easier ones to get, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. I thought I was great at fishing. (laughs) What'd you catch? Three mackerel? Of course you did, mate. Yeah. Well done. I remember my first fish. <laughs> cool, that's number five. So yeah, that's mackerel. Good, good uh, start that. I Solid think. fish. Yeah. Now this, um, specifically for one type of it, but like salmon, Ooh, yeah, for yeah. smoked salmon. I'm a fiend for smoked you salmon. Fucking love I so. fucking love it. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. on its own, just lemon, black pepper. Yeah. It's amazing. I think it's so underrated yeah because it had that thing in probably 80s 90s was a bit bougie it was on menus and now it's so many other things have come to the fore but like Mm -hmm. smoked salmon lemon and pepper sandwich like fuck it's so good the texture of the the slithers and the there's something really satisfying about it yeah Yeah. if there's a buffet and the smoked salmon i'm getting into that straight away as we store loads of it yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) i I did even at like um at wembley when there's the buffet for the playoff final i filled my plate with like smoked salmon at the start because I knew that that's you know there's nothing been done to it as well they've bought in a good product yeah, that's, that's so going to be sick yeah. yeah 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 and it's one of those like it's a weird you feel like you could eat an inf- infinite amount of it and put no weight on yeah because it feels like a cheat code of a food like, yeah it's just like and it doesn't repeat on your light smoke mackerel does yeah it's not obviously it's Great not as point. heavily smoked yeah it got cold smoked but oh what a, yeah it was just that with smoked salmon uh, with um, scrambled egg black pepper oh man don't that is Fucking, like dreamy breakfast it's that. great and then other cured salmon beautiful and comes in with sushi obviously roasted I'm, I don't even want to talk to ah. I don't hate it but ah. it's like I would never choose to that, do it that does salmon a bad rep yeah Most people I think would just say I don't really like salmon because of they've had a it's dry and sticks to teeth roasted salmon before yeah uh, that was you know almost grey and you start you know you pan fry it and you get that lovely crisp on it and I'll only do it if I can do that and then it's pretty much rare in the middle mm-hmm. like that's how I'd, I'd eat it if I was doing it like that yeah but as soon as you start frying it those oils just stink your whole house out yeah don't that's they so, true. so yeah. yeah it just yeah it's not I'd never order it. Yeah, yeah. Never order it. Um, I'm so glad you brought this up, actually, because I don't know whether Marie told you this, but I, Marie messaged me the other day. Yeah. So it was fucking quality to that. Oh, God. She just messaged me a photo. <laughs> I know it, yeah. Uh, yeah, of a cream cheese and smoked salmon sandwich with crisps in the middle. Yeah. And she literally just said, just sent me that, just saying, if you know, you know. And I was like, <laughs> I know exactly who you'll set next to, right? Like, without question. That yeah. Was so good. I forgot she took a photo of that. That was on the train after the launch yeah. launch night grass fed yeah i hadn't eaten any of the food there that night no way. I, was, I was like starving oh, so grab that 
and just I didn't even think about it. I'm just there yeah putting your crisps get, like, filled it with yeah, crisps she, t- she took about, sent it straight to me he goes I don't have to say anything and I was like yep I know you sat next to Paul right now yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's great um, cool. number four that's good number Solid. F- three yeah. so I mean it's the king of the sea like, like turbo turbo, turbo yeah, water I, fish this is my only one I was confident might be maybe number one but I knew it'd be in there I knew it, it was number one at one point and I've moved it to three okay it could change next week yeah <laughs> um, so many great ways you can cook it and um, you know we've done loads of it downstairs yeah. curing is okay I wouldn't wouldn't be my first fish to cure mm-hmm. um again you want to you want to roast it or you want to like steam it like there's a technique jack does up here where he um he does it in a brine and then we drive and we steam it on the skin and you can carve it and Ooh, get a beautiful wow. slice of it uh, and it's lovely but I'd, I'd say the ultimate is just roasting it on the bone with a fuckload yeah, of butter, butter yeah, yeah. yeah on the bones so you've got like a tranche it, of it. it you can take it exactly yeah. loads of butter a champagne sauce or something like that so luxurious don't fuck about with it yeah yeah, yeah. but it is so simple but it is so luxurious like it feels yeah. like a, such a treat it's king mm. of the sea for a reason right it's exactly like, yeah. but on the bone it's just it's delicious yeah delicious. I remember that stayed with me actually a few, maybe three or four years ago Nile Keating doing turbot and he did it in, he did it all on the as a whole fish oh yeah and it was in one of those it was a giant pan designed for just cooking turbot uh, in yeah. and it was just like wow and you can see all the chefs looking like oh my fucking god yeah look what he's done there that is unbelievable I know, I know Nathan Outlaw does it like that he'll just cook it whole yeah perfectly yeah. whatever it's on I heard I remember hearing the story Aaron Mullis told me actually how he um he was doing a dinner at the shed, which is just down the road from the hand. Mm. And it's like 14 people. I did a dinner there and he was like, Nathan turned up and he's just so chill anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like got a massive whole turbot. And like, I want to cook this. So it won't fit in the oven. He's like, well, just whatever. We've got a barbecue. And now I've got a big barbecue. He's like, I'll just do it. And he's there like a bottle of champagne. Fuck. And he's like, the cuisson was just perfect. Oh, he just, just he nails. Knows, he's it. one of those people It's like, if there's anything he doesn't know about fish, it's not worth knowing sort of thing. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah. the man. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. And uh, yeah, that just, that and just the off the bone. You could serve it. I've had it in restaurants on the bone and you take it, oh, it's dead simple. Mm-hmm. Like I hate, I hate getting fish, round fish on the bone at my table. Mm-hmm. I just hate picking through pin bones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I want to just get into my food. But if it's, say if it's like a Dover or a lemon sole or any flat fish on the bone, it's easy. You just whip it off and there's no pin bones. So mm-hmm. lovely. Yeah, delicious. Great choice. Great choice. Uh, number two, monkfish oh wow. again great for curing yeah. we've done some lovely things here with it but when it's one of the own main sort of fish when you salt it nicely and you get a big one mm. you can roast it like a steak and yeah. carve it like a steak there's not many fish you can carve oh, that is a it's like a it's almost anti-fish in its yeah. like sort of ability to take on process and flavour, isn't it? Yeah. Because it's almost closer to chicken than it is a turbot or something. Exactly. It's, it's mad. Yeah, it's it's so, so, so good. Mm. Like, I mean, used it years ago when I was younger and in different restaurants. And I was like, okay, it's all right. But when I'd learned about how like dry salting it and then washing it and wrapping it and drying it, the difference that makes to it. Really? Again, to yeah. cure and slice, or just you know, loads of butter. And it does look like you've got, you know, a fillet, big fillet yeah, of beef does, in yeah. the pan. And yeah. then you rest it like a piece of meat, <laughs> yeah. slice, and it's not crumbling. And you get that lovely rainbow sort oh, of colour yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah, and you know it's beautifully cooked. Yeah, man. It it's works great. with so many, a little bit like turbot does, but... Mm. 
and cod as well works with you know beautiful in autumn with like braised oxtail or beef shin or anything yeah, like often, that it's often paired with you know traditionally like pancetta and things pork and stuff like that yeah but it can still because it's not full of like rich flavor in itself you know, perfect in the summer as well mm-hmm. like just brilliant yeah, yeah yeah that's a great one didn't see that one come i remember that was there like a bit of controversy about for a time about monkfish about how it was farmed and things so it's, it's more of a bottom dweller sort of fish isn't it along with, um so i remember like some cookbooks they wouldn't put monkfish in for a while yeah i think so i can't remember exactly what it is to be honest yeah, but there was so, something there was stuff something like that about for a while, it yeah. and i'm sure it was victorian times you could never bring its head onto land you'd have to take the head off at sea wow because it's so ugly seriously yeah wow i don't remember the details with it but yeah, yeah you'd it'd always just come with a tail yeah and oh. i mean you don't you you know you've got lovely cheeks and stuff in there yeah. and there's bits you can use but big, yeah the head would be whipped off fascinating yeah yeah because i yeah i remember there was some weird stuff about because i think it, it often spends a lot of time at the very bottom so often how it if it was like if they were farmed with like nets and stuff you would churn up all of the natural mm. sea life and other, uh, and that was right. seen as really unethical. So I yeah, I think that, that is what it was. Yeah, um, line caught. Yeah, best best yeah, to get. Course, yeah. That reminds me about talking about that. Actually, going back to skate. <laughs> Have you heard about skate as being known as fisherman's friend? No. Well, it's like the the females. Yeah. The uh, the lady garden is apparently pretty similar, <laughs> and you know when they're out there years ago, they used to be out at sea for a while. Yeah. Wow. Par- that is, apparently, that is so. rogue. That's <laughs> fucking horrific. It's horrific. I mean, <laughs> I can't even. <laughs> if, if sane men went to sea and came back having had done that, then I yeah, mean, the sea turns people. I just, I just want to be a fly on the wall. The first guy is like, <laughs> yeah. hang on, turn that round. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no. Great. Give me a minute. Uh, that's, that's fucking hilarious no wonder it's in your top five <laughs> cool so month is number two so Solid. number one number one you should be able to guess this what have we left out is it an obvious well it is I suppose up? if you if you look at me oh John Dory yeah of course of course um, it is yeah it's just a beautiful fish. It's my favourite fish to cook and prep, yeah. I think. Yeah. It's beautiful looking as well, isn't it? It's just got a lot. Yeah. You know, it's... And it's unusual that it's a round fish that doesn't have pin bones. It's got a very different anatomy mm. and it's got three fillets to it. But so many different things you can do with it. But and like cured is nice as well, but there's only different, there's different fillets are better for curing because yeah. the textures of each piece of meat are completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, but like again pan fried but just cooked over coal yeah, with a load of simple. butter yeah and on the table because it mimics a flat fish in the way you yeah. can take it apart yeah yeah but, oh what a fish yeah that is beautiful and obviously i've got it tattooed on the inside of my yeah, arm fair now that is nice <laughs> oh i mean is that what is that available like all year round from good like where where do you it is but it's better in the summer much yeah. better in the summer okay, and like johnny only tends to sort of really push it in the summer um and again like the big big sort of two to three kilo ones beautiful better for filleting down or yeah. you know if you were a few of you sharing it but if you're having it for two you'd want a smaller one if you're cooking it whole sure um but yeah just a such a stunning fish yeah beautiful yeah. i've not had enough of them in my life to be honest as it's one of your favorites when it is you know it's perfect johnny's got them in it's the middle of summer is it almost an automatic it's going on the menu might G- tinker gen- around the edges with what we do with it but generally speaking i mean downstairs lately laura's been getting mainly sort of turbo or halibut in mm-hmm. and again same up here 
but it's just it's a winner for me yeah yeah an absolute nice. winner that's great what a list that is i mean so we got yes. skate so salmon. no no skate was oh that was an honorable mention honorable mention yeah yeah, yeah. mackerel yeah. mackerel salmon um yeah mackerel salmon specifically smoked yeah um turbot monkfish john dory really good yeah solid fish lineup that yeah fucking yeah i don't just don't have it enough in my diet as well like day in day out again so hard to get we've talked yeah. about it before like i remember going down to bude and like asking a few locals in some cafes where can i go and buy some fish because i had a romantic idea of like you know finding a little sh- mm. fish hut with a guy just serving what he caught that day so i could go back to our airbnb and cook it and everyone who i asked said yeah morrison's fuck and it was just like wow fuck yeah like, what's going on and we're not you know what i mean like in terms of like like here in the midlands we're the furthest away from the sea but it's not that far no no you, no. you know what i mean so like even when we're inland we should be able to get it you'd think yeah, it's just so not true. that ingrained in our diet culturally really no, you're apart right. from fish and chips yeah and but, tinned tuna tinned tuna mm. but i love how like depending where you're from the the fish and chip shop would be like haddock or cod yeah and they'd really disagree on it and most of them wouldn't know the fucking difference oh, no anyway. that was a good point i was going to almost bring this up but i didn't it was almost i didn't want to dwell on it but like taste testing fish loads of people wouldn't know the difference between it. a lot of people the nuances know. are smaller compared to bit meat for example definitely yeah flavor profiles are very yeah and very similar, close a lot of white yeah. fish looks the same obviously and you know yeah but like haddock and cod especially chip shop stuff it's a lot thinner mm. like quite often i wouldn't know the difference yeah absolutely but like, i remember we because we used to always have cod on here like really good day boat massive cod yeah. johnny i remember a, a customer he was from like north yorkshire and he was just he was haddock and he was really angry and grumpy about Come he loved on. his meal and that but just quizzing me on why would you serve cod i don't get it. it's a bottom dweller and oh. i was like did you enjoy it he's like yeah but i don't understand why you'd you'd serve it it's Crazy. you know you should be serving haddock and I was like, no, no, just fuck off. How can like, you have a str- that stronger opinion on I that? Know. It's baffling to me, especially yeah. coming here and but not th- trusting it's in great hands anyway. Yeah, and you've had a day boat, beautiful roasted piece of card. It's yeah. not, you know, yeah. Fuck, whatever, people, mate. Honestly. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, same. So for you next week. Oh, yeah, go on. I'd for, just from your perspective overrated or annoying trends in the industry not not necessarily and now maybe over the few years yeah or yeah any overrated trend that's yeah. from bruce sheen okay yeah. nice bruce i will um yeah that's good I, a couple of things come to mind already but yeah i'll uh i'll think about not just now but over yeah. Yeah, years or things that have annoyed me in the past that have come around or that's, yeah it yeah. could be a food a style or a way of cooking yeah yeah, yeah. yeah got a couple i've already got yeah i thought yeah, you yeah, might that's yeah. great that's really good uh lovely um that's pretty much it for this week quite a long one today we've uh so we've got big feast this week we, we have friday start. yeah yeah friday um, what time are we on again three till three forty-five. we've it. had it confirmed now which we can talk about jude karima lovely kota in cornwall um beautiful place i ate there actually in 2018 oh yeah, yeah. Did, yeah. it was amazing uh nice. absolutely incredible and i've never met him before he's been no, on GBM a couple of times i think and uh, he's there doing a cooking demo on the main chef's stage yeah but he's also going to come on our podcast and we're going to record do that for the audience but record it and release it so all of our listeners can hear it too yeah uh, but it should, be, it should be really fun to chat. Should be I'm good looking day. forward to it yeah it'll be really nice yeah um, so yeah if you're if you're there and you're coming please come and say hi you can watch us and we'll have a chat after and whatever otherwise we'll see you all next week yeah see you later
thanks so much for downloading the Nightcap podcast. We appreciate the support and we'd love to know that you are enjoying the pod. And now you can become a proud member of the Nightcap podcast tribe. Along with our weekly catch-ups and up-and-coming series with more amazing guests, we've created some bespoke Nightcap podcast clothing, which you can get online now. We've teamed up with our friends at T-Mill to create t-shirts and hoodies in various sizes, colours and fits for both men and women. Yeah, we chose T-Mill for several reasons. They make these clothes with 100% natural materials using organic materials that are better for the environment. They use the sun and wind to power the production of these products, plus they will send you your order in packaging made from plants, not plastics. And the best thing is they look great and they feel great. You can just tell their quality so there's no knockoff merch here. Yeah, it's as simple as this. Go to thenightcap.tmill.com. That's thenightcap.tmill.com to order your Nightcap podcast merch now.